It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Tuesday show with yours truly, Sam Ekstrom, episode 348. You can find me on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. My work at zonecoverage.com. The show, lockdownvikings.com, iTunes, and hopefully Spotify. A lot of questions about Spotify recently. It was there, and now it's gone. Some saying that it turned into a different show. Some saying it's not there at all. And I'll let you know that the higher-ups at the Lockdown Podcast Network, the suits, they're working on it. And hopefully working with Spotify to get that resolved and you can get back to listening in the way you prefer. What a fun week it is here in Minnesota with everyone getting ready for the Vikings. The Timberwolves just slaughtered LeBron James and the Cavaliers. Wilder playing well at home. We don't need to get into Gophers basketball. You can read my Gophers work at zonecoverage.com for that nonsense. But the excitement at Winter Park yesterday was palpable in terms of media presence. You could barely move in the locker room. You got all the cameras out there, got all the TV people, all the ink-stained wretches like myself, and there's buzz. And unfortunately, we still have to wait five more days for this thing to come to a head and the ball to get kicked off. People have to watch three divisional games before the Vikings finally kick off in their game. And by the time Minnesota and New Orleans play, there will be just five teams left in the NFL playoff picture. Five teams. The big talker going into this game is how these teams have changed since week one when Minnesota beat them 29-19. to I would amend that and say how the Saints have drastically changed. I really don't think the Vikings have changed all that much, at least in terms of personnel. The Vikings' defense is, man for man, the exact same now as it was in Week 1. They've been incredibly, remarkably healthy this year. Two big changes on the offense. Quarterback is different. Sam Bradford to Case Keenum. And the running back, instead of one man, Dalvin Cook, is two men. Latavius Murray, Jerick McKinnon. But in terms of production, like that Week 1 Sam Bradford performance was great, but Case Keenum had the second-best QBR in the league. Dalvin Cook was great, but McKinnon-Murray have actually been more productive as a tandem than Cook was as an individual, at least in terms of total output. And really, aside from those changes, there's not much different personnel-wise about these Vikings. Yes, they've improved, certainly, with the personnel they have. Better in the red zone. They've been great on third downs. I think they're running the ball better. And the defense has probably taken it to another level. But the Saints, the Saints are wholesale different in terms of personnel on the field. And a lot of it is negative. A lot of the Saints' changes are not for the better for New Orleans. Now, of course, some of them are. For instance, Alvin Kamara replacing Adrian Peterson. That was a great change. They ship off Peterson October 10th, bring in the potential rookie of the year, and Kamara with over 1,500 all-purpose yards. Taron Armstead, their left tackle, is back That's a good addition for New Orleans. Ken Crawley, 
He's a cornerback that was inactive against the Vikings on September 11th, but he's better than Devontae Harris, who was their third corner in that game. But then you've got a number of changes that are for the worse for New Orleans. The injury bug has bit them pretty hard. Zach Streif, their right tackle, injured knee, done. And they've had to move their rookie Ryan Ramchek from right to left, yo-yoing back and forth. Andrews Pete broke his fibula last Sunday in the Panthers game, so he's done. And he'll be replaced at left guard by Senio Kelametti. Two of their linebackers from that week one game on IR, Alex Anzalone and A.J. Klein. Craig Robertson and Jonathan Freeney filling in for them. Defensive end Alex Okafor, done, Achilles, replaced by George Johnson. One of their best players going into the year, Kenny Vaccaro, wrist, done. And Von Bell has taken on a much more significant role at safety. So as you can see, particularly on the defensive side of things, as well as the offensive line, there's a lot of changes. The Saints don't necessarily have their preferred 22 in there. And the Vikings are far healthier, I would say, as a whole. The Saints' defense, yes, it's greatly improved. Cam Jordan had the defensive ends triple-double this year. Double-digit sacks, double-digit tackles for loss, double-digit pass deflections. And Jordan was the best defensive end in football, according to Pro Football Focus. Marshawn Lattimore, fourth-best corner in the league, according to PFF. He's been a phenomenal rookie, taken 11th from Ohio State. Actually knows Pat Elfline pretty well. But there's not a ton of other playmakers on that defense. I really think that they're more vulnerable than the perception is. I think they've got a couple flashy names, but I don't think they're as solid and as deep as the Vikings defense is. The Vikings defense have Pro Bowl caliber players at every level, and in some cases, two players at each level. I think the Saints have Lattimore. I think they have Jordan. Marcus Williams has been nice. Sheldon Rankins, nice player. But I, I really think that the depth favors Minnesota on the defensive side. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Lockdown Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and uh, respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. Let's hear from some Vikings in the locker room. And again, it was a busy one yesterday. One of the voices of that offense, Jarius Wright, didn't get this on audio, but Wright talked about how the revenge aspect of this game really doesn't mean that much to him, really doesn't mean that much to his teammates. It's just about, it's more about this particular team winning the Super Bowl with this group. They're not trying to avenge the 2009 loss, as we talked about with Sage yesterday. And here's what Wright had to say. 
Well, you know what? Don't feel any different. Uh, it was good to get a chance to get out here and uh, be able to get a, you know, kind of an extra practice in for us uh, before we actually get going Wednesday. So uh, it was good to be able to get out here, uh, you know, after a little break and shake some cobwebs off. What do you remember about the Saints game one? Uh, you know, it was a physical game, and you know, even though the, the score might not tell it, it was a, it was a lot closer game than uh, what a lot of people think. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to get their best effort, and you know, of course, they're going to get ours. So, uh, you know, it's just all about bringing our A game and starting fast. It is amazing, though, because when you look at, you know, uh, Delvin Cook was a focal point, Bradford was a focal point, and we all talked about Adrian Peterson, and none of them will be playing in this game. It's different. Uh, you know, it is different. We do have a little different aspects uh, on both sides of the ball. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're the, we're the same team they played, and they're the same team that we played earlier. Uh, you know, all you know, every week things change. So, um, But at the end of the day, they're still, they're still the same guys and still the same names on the back of the jerseys. What did you think yesterday watching them play? Oh, uh, you know, I think it was a great game. I'm, you know, I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm glad we got to see a, a good game. And, um, you know, uh, they pulled out a win, and that's all that matters. Um, you know, you know, you think the Panthers could have played uh, better, just knowing, just you know, knowing the Panthers. But uh, like I say, Saints fought it out, and uh, they came away with a victory, and they'll be coming here Sunday. How's the Saints secondary improved and matured? They had a couple of rookies and uh, just you see the way 23 playing is uh, it's, uh, he's been playing lights out and um, he's getting a lot of recognition as, as he should uh, not only him uh, the guys they, they run around they're, they're fast guys and they play really really hard and um, you know you know the, the difference is early in the year you know I think they were uh, not confused but you know just working with new guys so I do think that uh, you know the secondary has settled in how about Kai Forbath former Saint he explained what went down when he left New Orleans in wacky fashion and how confident he feels going into the playoffs. What, would you think often about you know, playoff games? And is this what you're dreaming about? Is, you know, from a kicker standpoint, you don't know if you're the difference or not, but you approach it that way and you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, these, these very important games and uh, very well could come down to a field goal or you know, one point. So, um, you know, always go out there and try to score points whenever I get the opportunity. Are you guys comfortable now with the new long snapper and whatnot? Are you working together or not? Yeah, yeah, we work together a lot. Um, even today we got a lot of uh, reps in. So, um, you know, he's done a great job coming uh, last minute. Very comfortable. What's the key to making that transition more quickly on the fly? Um, I think just having trust in him. I mean, he's, he's shown he can do it, so I just I don't have any doubts that he's not going to be there. What's, you said this is by far the favorite team you played on. What what has made it that way? Um, everything. I mean, just the fans, the teammates. Um, you know, just uh, it's been a lot of fun being here. Can you take us back to how you left New Orleans? How they made the movement? Wasn't kind of a goofy circumstance? Yeah, it was midway through uh, week one before the first game, and. Um, you know, they worked out the young guy uh, Lutz, and uh, Coach Payton said he just had a gut feeling that he had to go with him, so they gave him a shot. That had to be. I mean, you're thinking week one. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, was, I've made was, the team. I was moving into my apartment that day and got a call that day, so I just um, it was kind of shocking. But um, you know, it's not the first time something shocking's happened to me in this league. So um, you know, it's a business, and um, everything happens for a reason. We also heard from Jarek McKinnon. Yesterday, Jarek McKinnon, always a treat to speak with, talking about what he's seen from the Saints, how they've changed, and how excited he is for this game on Sunday. What were your impressions yesterday? 
It was a good game. All the games were good this weekend. Um, the Carolina fought back and got in there at the end, but um, it just wasn't enough. I think they looked good. Um, was it Cam Jordan? He's supposed to go off the edge. So, like I said, we're going to have our hands full, man. They got a lot of playmakers all over the field, offense and defense. So, it'll be a good matchup. How exciting is this? Really exciting. Um, home game, second round. Um, I think it's, crowd, it, it, speaks, huh? it speaks for itself. So, you know, I think it'll just be fun to get out there on Sunday and um, just get the gist of it. How is your defensive process? Um, they got some different guys. Um, they do a little bit of different stuff. Can't go into it right now, but I mean, they just look like a totally different team. Um, first time we played them, I think we did a good job at just executing. Sam made some good throws. Um, Dalvin had a real good game that first game. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm just ready to play. So I don't really got too many answers for y'all. <laughs> Does it feel like a long layoff? Like, however many days between, I guess, the 31st and whatever, the 14th? I don't know. When I, when I looked at the calendar, it felt like it was like a lot of days, but I feel like it went by really fast. So, you know, like I said, I'm just, we just glad to be back at work, um, coming out here and working and getting ready for the day. Uh, it's going to be a big one. So, yeah, it's time. Hey, we're going to go home. So. We talked about the Saints have changed. How different do you guys feel on offense now without Dalvin, without Sam's? Yeah. How much you guys have to change offensively? Yeah, we got some new guys that really wasn't playing the first time, uh, you know, myself. Tavius, uh, Case, so I think, you know, it's good to be against that same team because we, we all know what each other are doing, uh, scheme-wise, uh, just different pieces. And, uh, you know, Sunday it's going to be about who executes better, uh, who makes the least mistakes, and uh, who scores more points. What did you think of last night's game is, you know, the Panthers are driving. And yeah. It's a roller coaster of a game. It was. There was uncertainty whether you guys would play the Saints or the Panthers. Like for a minute, I, I thought it was the Saints for sure. And then uh, McCaffrey had that big play, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it could go either way. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be good. It's, it's a good matchup. Uh, I know a lot of people talk about their backfield. You know, their backs and what they've been doing. You know, you know they've been having a great year. But, uh, you know, me and Tay, we got a chip on our shoulder as well. So, like I said, it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, expand on that. I mean, is there, you know. Use that as motivation. Everybody's yeah. talking about Ingram and Kamara. What about you guys? Uh, always, man. I think, you know, like I've been saying all year, you know, everybody on this team finds a way to have that chip on their shoulder every week. And, uh, you know, that's that's ours. Uh, you know, like I said, everybody been talking about those guys. Uh, wish they, wish they, they, they deserve. They've been having a great year. But, uh, you know, me and Tay, we feel like we got a lot to prove. And finally, how about some words from Pat Elfline? He knows Marshawn Lattimore pretty well, former Ohio State teammate. Elfline says he's going to be good to go on Sunday. What does it feel like the first year, quite a year, you're the playoffs in the first year? What does that mean to you? What's it feel like? Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, we've worked worked hard day in, day out, um, taking it one week at a time and not looking for, too far ahead. So to, uh, to finally be at this point and, and have this challenge in front of us is, is what we want, and we're excited about it. What did you learn this year playing this position at this level? Um, you know, it's, you know, you got to blink fast. You got to you know, prepare, prepare very hard every week. Um, you got to study your opponent and just be decisive and, and uh, you know, build a, build a routine on how you prepare each game and know what works for you. So that's kind of what I learned this year. What about the New Orleans Saints defensive line? What do you remember about them? Oh, yeah, you know, it's a, a great challenge. And watching them last night, those guys are, playing at a high level, so, uh, you know, we got to prepare hard this week and, and get ready for a challenge. But how similar do they look to what they were doing in week one? Um, you know, there's similarities, but there's also differences. I mean, teams change and evolve 
you know, throughout the season. We played them a long time ago, so uh, they're, def- they're a little different, but you know, you see some some carryover too. How do you then, I guess, use that game film from week one to, to help you prepare? Um, like I said, there are some similarities, so there's kind of some stuff to go off of, but. Um, you know their personnel, and they have a lot of guys that are playing, playing at a high level. So, and just watch how they prepared for you the first game. So, that's kind of how you go off of it. How was hey, the time shoulder? off for you? What's that? How was the time off for you? How did it help things out? Yeah, it was a uh, you know great to you know, rest up and get healthy and get ready to play this game. So you're no limitations. What's that? No limitations. Oh yeah, you know I'm I'm ready. I'm practicing. I'm rolling. How's uh, some of the games that you've had uh, at Ohio State kind of compare to the big game atmosphere leading up to this? How do you approach it? Is it, is it any different? Um, you know, you, you try not to make it too big and make it bigger than what it is, but, I mean, it's a playoff in the NFL, so it is big. So, um, But you don't want to get out of your routine and what got you got you to where you're at. So just remembering uh, – you know, how you got 13 wins or how you, how many wins, how many, however many wins we got, you know, what got you there. And don't lose sight of that, but realize, you know, the challenge ahead of us and how big this game is. Are you taking notice of Lattimore and his success in New Orleans? Yeah, Marshawn's doing great. I'm happy for him. Um, he's playing at a high level, so um, I always like to see my former team, teammates do well. Did you see the brilliance day in and day out in practice going back? Oh yeah, that, I mean he showed up to work every day, um, no matter the circumstances, and you know, it's paying off for him. When you work with Case and he keeps these plays alive, and you're able to watch him uh, from the sidelines this last time, how important is that? What he does, and for you to stay on blocks, and how things have been able to pan out this year for this offense. Yeah, Case is a brilliant player. Um, you know, he's always you know, one step ahead and can extend plays um, his feet and, uh, and uh, you know, he sees the defense well and can you know, correct my calls if I ever make mistakes. So he's, he's on top of his game in all aspects of it. That's your locker room sound for the day. That's Locked On Vikings, Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom on Twitter. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, leave your Twitter handle in the review. Have a chance to win a Pro Football Focus subscription. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Lockdown Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Lockdown Wild to your device every day.